Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel Health and performance. Hi, and welcome to Excel Radio. This is your host and high-performance expert, Dr. Nick Zarowski. In this episode, I bring on Dr. Jeff Spencer. Dr. Jeff Spencer is a former competing Olympian. He is a coach to Olympians. He also was the International Sports Chiropractor of the Year, and he spends a lot of time now helping people achieve their goals, and so he teaches on goal achievement. In this episode, we talk about all of these things, but we talk about so much more. We actually dive into what is important when it comes to achieving goals, how you create goals, and how you actually set yourself up for a future of success in achieving goals. We talk about increasing your overall level of health, where he shares his best health tactic and advice. And also he shares in this episode his best advice on business and going next level in life. I hope you enjoy the show and welcome again. Hey, Jeff, thanks for coming on our show today. Well, it's always a pleasure and uh, thanks for the opportunity. Jeff, so I've learned more about you um, in the past in the past few minutes just chatting before the show that I didn't even know, and so I'm gonna have to uh, you know ask you to explain to your uh, the listeners what you do. Um, you know, I just found out that you were a competing Olympian and that you were a you know sports chiropractor of the year, and so you have so many different things you've done. And in, in, in your every time I speak with you, it's just I find out more intriguing things. So. How about you tell the audience um, a little bit of background about yourself and who you are? Well, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, maybe start with uh, what actually people say about me. Maybe that's a better way of kind of introducing myself. Just uh, so, what do people say about me? Um, well, one person described me as uh, the person that enables the impossible and the improbable when everything's on the line. Um, other people say that I have the ability to see their future and guide them there to live a life of meaning, purpose, and contribution. They say that I have a unique view of things because of the uniqueness of my background allows me to look at life in an entirely different way rather than being a specialist in one area. I'm a specialist in the whole. So if we look at the kind of genesis of that and, and how that all came to be, and, and I'll also say that I'm not really a coach. You know, coaches are uh, experts and uh, specialists in particular areas that are essential and necessary. They're slices of the pie. They're not the whole pie. And then there's mentors that are and have a little bit more bandwidth that maybe have more experience and generally they're in a particular area, like I have a financial business mentor, I have a health mentor, and uh, one of the challenges with both of those is that they don't know about the rest of the person, so they're making recommendations based on only so much information that may or may not be uh, perfectly transferable to the individual, and then there's the rarest of all advisor species I call the corner man, and a corner man was much like uh, Rocky had the older guy in his corner, Mickey, and Mickey was somebody that was with Rocky and knew his life inside out, uh, both personally and professionally, and was able to, in real time, 
observe what was happening in Rocky's life and give him guidance during each of the rounds as to how to win the round and become champion of the world. And that's really what I do. I'm a corner man uh, to uh, high-performing individuals, entrepreneurs, etc., to help them win their own gold medals in the discipline or the area that's most important to them. And my background is that I was very successful in many different areas. I was an Olympian, as you know, and I have a master's degree in sports science from the University of Southern California, which um, helped me understand that if you're going to be successful in life, you have to have the ability to push and push hard. And you have to be able to stay in the game over the long term to get to the top of your game and stay there to create your best legacy. And because of that, people were very interested. People from business wanted to become their own champions and have an Olympic mindset and body and mind and wellness. And the athletes wanted to win gold medals. And they both felt that I knew something about that, which I did. And I helped athletes win gold medals. I helped business people get to the top of their game and have very long and prosperous uh, careers. And I was also International Sports Chiropractor of the Year, so I know a lot about what it takes to get well and stay well. And uh, I became very proficient at uh, art glass sculpture, of all things, and I showed my art glass in the best galleries in New York City, so I'm an accomplished artist. And uh, all of those things together gave me this unique perspective to see the entirety of a person's personal and professional life as a single entity that had a certain trajectory that would predictably end up somewhere, and I could determine what that was. So I was a bit of a crystal ball reader, and people liked and loved the idea of having someone that understood the entirety of their life and could help them guide them to their bigger future and avoid preventable problems and be able to be prepared to seize best opportunities. And so that's how I became uh, this high-level cornerman advisor to uh, Olympians to some of the most prolific uh, uh, business people on the planet. And so that was the genesis of how I all got started and what I do. That's interesting. I like how you describe yourself as a corner man. That's that's that's, that's pretty cool. And so um, one of the things I want to do is jump back a little bit because you mentioned a lot of stuff there. And so first of all, the Olympian, what is it that you – How what were you competing um, when you were in the Olympics? I was a cyclist, then I rode two events. I rode the individual sprints, which was on the bicycle racing track. It's like racing inside of a big teacup. And they also had an event at that time. It was a tandem. It was the bicycle built for two, and I steered the tandem. Okay, gotcha. All right, so that's that's what you were as an Olympian. Now, I have to ask you this, too, because you said that what you do is you enable people to com- to actually accomplish the impossible. Is there like an example of something that, you know, a client that you worked with and, and something that they thought they could never accomplish and then you were able to help them make that happen? A great example is uh, there's a lot of parts of the story, but uh, 2012 I got an email asking if I could help the current uh, athlete that was leading the world championship in the uh, long jump and was favored to win the gold medal. He was starting to mentally and emotionally break down and unravel two and a half weeks before the Olympic final. And he had the best coaches, he had the best chiropractor, he had the best equipment, he had the best of everything, but yet he was unraveling as a human. And um, so I said, yeah, of course, you know, I'd love to help out. So I uh, worked with him. But um, the important part of this was is that even though he had the best of the best in his corner in terms of the specialist, there was nobody there 
organizing things and helping him as an individual human uh, going through what had to get done to be able to win the gold medal that he was favored to win. And so there were a couple of things I did with him because I could read the entirety of his life in terms of the personal and the professional challenges that he was facing to do the two things that had to go right for him to win the gold medal. I was able to extract that because that's part of what I do very well. That's my gift. And I said, well, this is really simple. You're prepared to physically win. You're just a little bit too good too early. So we need to do detune a little bit, which is certainly unconventional to say the least. I said, you have to train less. You've got to take some fitness and put it aside for, you know, several days or a week. You're just too fit too early. And I said, then when it comes time to jumping, you just need to make sure that you go back to your original warm-up because you've been trying a lot of things right now, trying to be too perfect. And you and your uh, colleagues and your advisors thinks that you've got to be perfect to be able to put the perfect jump in and win the gold medal. I said, you don't. You have to show up and do the things that have to go right to win the gold medal. And you guys are looking at all the details, and there's always going to be a detail that you're not going to find that you're going to invest all of your confidence in to be able to win the gold medal. And I said, you just go back to two things. It's your warm-up, don't screw around with it, and go back to just the first four steps of your run-up to where your foot hits the board to get the lift. You do those two things, and you're going to win the gold medal. And so we need to insulate you from too much talk, from too many advisors. We just need to kind of insulate you from that, which we did, and you won the gold medal. Wow. So that's a perfect example of how I would kind of jump in and, and figure out the key things that have to go right for them to enable the impossible when they had all the best of the best. So that's, a, that's an example. No, that's excellent. That's very excellent. And, um, and, uh, yeah. So, and do you work with, have you worked with a lot of Olympians over the years or is this just one in particular? Well, over my career, I've helped, um, over 40 athletes win gold medals, um, in the Olympics, uh, in world championships and national championships and in the Tour de France. So, um, the athletes I've worked with, they've probably won just the combined gold medals that they've one throughout their careers, I don't know, it was maybe 50 or something. I mean, I stopped counting, counting but just to say that, uh, yeah, whether it's uh, winning a gold medal in business by getting to the top of the field there or whether it's getting to the top of the charts in music, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of all the same to me. It's just a way of doing things that allows one to focus and put their energy towards the things that really have to go right to succeed. And a lot of people don't know what that is. They try everything. They have big goals. They try hard. They have very detailed plans, but those are not alone enough to be able to consistently or predictably achieve the biggest goals possible. Right. Cause it's not about, it's not only about short term, it's about, you know, long term achievement, correct? Yeah. It's about pacing yourself and making sure that you don't get ahead of yourself in terms of your goals and your aspirations. And I think really the goal achievement model that most people follow is flawed to begin with and it can't really deliver on its promise, meaning that you just can't want it bad enough, you just can't try harder, you just can't dream bigger, you cannot have more big, hairy, audacious goals and make those things happen out of nothing. I mean, there's a path and there are skills that you need to have to be able to get there and for me, when you understand that the historically there are 10 steps that history has revealed that if you follow 
that you'll be able to consistently and predictably achieve your biggest goals. Okay, so you you've you've went there. So now we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go there completely, and um, we want to talk well, about goals. So one of the main things you do now is you help people achieve their goals. And so um, if you could explain to the listeners, because this is a topic I really. Um, enjoy and I, and I find it fascinating and, and it's just you know you look at people who have created goals that were just you know from the position they were in in life um, just seemed so absolutely impossible and then they created they came up with these goals and then they achieved them one day and I, I just find that fascinating and so you know um, I know that goals are, are very important, um, you know, for a roadmap to so that you can end up where you want to be in life. But can you uh, explain to the listeners, um, first of all, the importance of um, uh, having goals, and then the steps into the, the steps that you go into uh, um, to break it down in order to make sure that you achieve these goals as well. To me, in my mind, there's uh, the fundamental unit of living. Living like being a verb is really goal achievement. Every moment is really about achieving something to keep the progress moving forward so that we can live the best quality of life possible and we can also make the highest contribution to others. So goal achievement to me is a really big deal. It's a fundamental skill. And um, of course, there are many different levels of goal achievement. You can either perform at the level that you're accustomed to or you can become an excellent achiever, you can become best in field, you can become a master of your discipline, you can become a champion of your discipline, you can become a full potential player. So there are you know, several different uh, levels of goal achievement, but most importantly, with my experience in the space, uh, it showed me that the way most people achieve goals is that they uh, know where they are and they know where they want to go, and the space between where they are and where they want to go is just this giant vacuum, this giant void, this empty space, and the way that you close the gap between where you are and where you want to go is to have big dreams and to uh, have very uh, significant and large goals, multiple goals, and have detailed plans and work harder and stay positive and stay the course and think good thoughts and work harder and don't give up and you may or you may not achieve your goal. And people that kind of follow that path, the gap model is what I call it, usually live lives of frustration. And most people, 85% of all the people out there have goal frustration. They know they're capable of more. They want more, but no matter what they do, they're not able to acquire things that are consistent with the potential. And a lot of that has to do with, with the method because the method uh, can't often deliver on the more complex, more nuanced goals. So what my discovery was is that with the success I have with the people that I work with, whether it was sports and business on stage, it didn't really matter. The discipline didn't matter. The discipline and the techniques are not significant in this conversation. It's a methodology of goal achievement. And I realized that the people that thought that the empty space was empty, it wasn't empty at all. The, the space between where we are and where we want to go actually is where a system sits that's made out of made up of two different divisions, and each of those divisions has 10 different steps. And I call that the Goal Achievement Roadmap. And the first division is preparation. Like first you have to pre prepare, and the second division, then you perform. So the, the champion's goal, the rule is, is that first you prepare, then you perform or you do the homework and the test is easy. 
And so when I look back over my uh, history, over 55 years being in the space, I was able to extract that there are five steps in each division that every prolific performer goes through that I had experienced and seen and observed and been part of to be able to consistently and predictably achieve their goals. And the first step was clarity. They all had clarity on what their goal was. And when they were clear, they had tremendous focus and they were able to have a peripheral awareness of things happening uh, outside of themselves. The second thing they did in their preparation is that they understood their motive, you know, why they're doing it. And by understanding the motive, it gave them an extra sense of drive to be able to push through difficult periods that are expected in any sizable goal. The third thing they did while they were preparing was to consciously look at the impact of their achieved goals on themselves, on other people, on the physical universe, and also on their legacy. And when they understood that impact, it gave them purpose. It gave them a significant reason to get up and make sure that they were able to achieve their goal. Um, the other thing in preparation that I observed was mindset, not meaning positive thinking, not meaning affirmations, uh, though those are important, really a more practical definition of mindset is, do we really have what it takes mentally uh, to be able to address and overcome the challenges that we're going to face specific to our goal? And do we have the mentality to be able to deal with the fluctuating confidence that we have in terms of sometimes we trust ourselves, sometimes we don't, and do we have the mindset to be able to deal with that from start to finish and the goal that we're considering pursuing. And if we do have it, then it gives us courage, which is the rarest of all human attributes. It's the willingness to show up unconditionally day in and day out, uh, which is a must-have. And then the final preparation step was resources to make sure that the uh, resources in terms of uh, time and energy, team, finances, and materials were there an adequate uh, quantity to be able to responsibly start pursuing the goal. And then on the performance side of it, and just be mindful that preparation, there's really no skin in the game. We're just really asking the question and we're preparing to responsibly start pursuing our goal. But then, now once we're actively pursuing it, uh, the First step there is to start to have a deliberate starting process where we gain initial liftoff momentum so that we don't stall right out of the gate. The second step there is the honeymoon, making sure that when our initial enthusiasm starts to wear off in pursuit of a goal, we don't mistake that as being a sign that we're not capable of achieving our goal, but it's actually a sign that we're making progress, at which time then we have to make some perhaps adjustments to our goal to make sure that our progress momentum is what it needs to be. And so after that reality check, we have the third step in performance, which is I call the data grind. And this is where you're developing competency that you need to be able to complete the task necessary to achieve the goal. And this is characterized by putting all sorts of time and effort here, and I'm not getting back what I think I deserve from the time and effort that I'm putting into it. And if a person's going to quit, it's going to be in the daily grind. But if you stay in the game long enough and you have metrics that you're looking at, you'll get up one day and you'll be different. You're going to look at yourself and you're going to say, you know what, I can actually do this. And once we have that belief moment, and we have step number nine, which is called breakout. This is where we're now uh, 
going to achieve a breakout that uh, confirms to us that we can actually achieve our goal. And with that knowing where we know without a doubt that we can achieve our goal, then we have the 10th and final step, which is to finish. And when we are finishing up a task, we want to make sure that we have good pacing and that we have the correct refinements without trying to push too hard, too fast to be able to achieve the goal. So those are historically the two divisions and the 10 steps that I saw that every prolific performer in my model was actually teaching and taking people in any discipline to perform at the highest level and achieve their biggest goals consistently and predictably. Okay, so I have a few questions on this. So when goals are set, when you set these goals, um, what is the time frame in which they should be set? Now, you know, I know you might, some people might say, well, you know, for that goal, it should be the time that's right for you. Um, but is is there like, should we set like yearly goals or like six month goals or is it just all depending on that individual? Well, it re really, the goals and really the first three steps of my program, the Goal Achievement Roadmap is really all about defining whether it's the right goal. You know, we hear about the SMART goal, but I'd rather have the right goal than a SMART goal. And okay, so we need the so, right goal first. Yeah, we need the right goal first, and we go through that in depth in step number one, clarity of the Goal Achievement Roadmap, because okay. number one, if it's not the right goal and it's not appropriate, then it's maybe best to maybe not start it, and it may be more appropriately timed to, for another point. It doesn't mean it's the wrong goal, but it may not be the right goal for now. And I feel that, you know, People do need a variety of different goals, and it's up to them to decide what they are and to be responsible for seeing what it's going to take to be able to achieve them. And that's the whole reason why Division One in my model is preparation, because we need to really know what it is first, and most people don't prepare well. They just start. Okay. And they hope that things will work out. And most all your prolific achievers that consistently and predictably achieve goals, they uh, prepare well first, and then they start. First you prepare, then you perform. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so then, um, so then if you prepare properly, you're saying that your time frame will be proper. Yes, and your anxiety will drop because you've done your vetting, and you know that you're prepared, so your confidence is up, your anxiety is down, you'll be most prepared to be able to absorb uh, those things that are unanticipated that show up and you'll be able to execute those things that have to go right most efficiently. So you're really compressing the timeline between when you start and when you achieve your goals. Okay. Now for me, like I personally have done like the Tony Robbins goal thing. I'm sure you've heard about what he does. Now he talks about creating goals in all areas of your life. You know, whether it's thing goals, financial goals, family goals, all these different things. Now is, is that something you suggest or, or, or how do you go about choosing what and where to create goals in? Well, there, you know, first off we, we uh, need to know what's essential for us to be able to move our life forward to create a life of value and, and contribution. And once we've done that, then we can start to look at goals in those particular areas. But here's a really important point about this is that there's only so much time and energy. And all of the goals that we create for ourselves as a whole need to be able to fit together in a single harmonious system. 
because if they're too big as a whole, uh, then we may be uh, overwhelmed. We may try to do too much. We may become ineffective and we may stall in every area of our life. And yet if our goals are not big enough, our brain and our soul may wither and we may live a life of, you know, lackluster achievement and enthusiasm. So really I'm a systems guy. It's like we have to look at your life in its entirety, both personally and professionally, look at the goals that you've set up for yourself and we need to ask, well, are these goals appropriate for now? Is it too much? Is it too little? And is this really doable? Because if it's too much and you don't achieve it, then you may think that something's wrong with you and it may discourage you from pursuing goals of significant altitude that you're capable of achieving, but it may just be too much too soon. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm, my whole deal is, is that when we're talking about goal achievement, I look at goal achievement <clears throat> as really being um, a historically driven process Whereas many people look at goal achievement as a desire and effort driven path. And I found that that leads to frustration. A lot of money and time and effort is spent chasing goals that may or may not be achieved because there's no methodology that shows us where we are in our goal achievement process. It's just a matter of will and effort and wanting it bad enough. And I don't think those are, uh, enough criteria to give us the assurance that we can get there is that's my experience and people get very frustrated as a result of that so at the end of the day you're saying that creating goals is more than just writing down something on a piece of paper that you want there's a strategy to it it t- takes a lot of preparation it takes performance it takes you know it takes a lot in the middle to actually get that goal you can't just write it down and and wish upon a star that you're going to actually accomplish that then yeah there's no guarantee with that and a lot of people are very frustrated you know to me if, if you look at people i hear this all the time well i'm a procrastinator or you know i have fear of success or i have fear of failure when i hear someone say that to me the thing that I think of is that I don't think you have any of those things. I, I think you just don't know where you are and you don't see a path forward to achieve your goal because all you have is a, a vague concept or a wish or a hope or a dream or a vision and the way to get there is to try harder and have a solid plan. And those things are valuable and necessary, of course, but they don't really uh, satisfy the individual's understanding of their role as the person that has to execute this. And as a result of that, that ambiguity makes them reluctant and makes them hesitant. And if they try, they may not get there because they're not prepared enough. And then they think something's wrong with them. That's my experience tells me that. But if we have a model that we can take our goal that vets the goal as being the right goal and it's appropriate for this time and it has a level of relevancy that's important to us and it has enough altitude that uh, calls our soul and our spirit and our mind and our body to achieve it um, in the time's right, then we probably have the right goal. But then we need, just need to know how to prepare to responsibly pursue it and execute it. We need to know when we should expect things to get hard is a sign that we're making progress, not a, a sign that we're off course, and, and without that roadmap, you know, listen, people would never go into a jungle without a roadmap. I mean, some people do, but it, there's danger out there. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, if you have a treasure map that shows you where the goal is and you know where the dangers are, but you don't know where you are in the process and you don't know whether the next step is towards disaster or whether it's really towards goal achievement, you don't know that. And uh, I just don't see that most people have access to that level of certainty in what they're doing so that they're confident in what they're doing and they don't just carry around a bunch of anxiety about it and apprehension about whether or not it's a good idea or should I have really done this. To me, it's just a, it's a, a level of structure. Gotcha. And how many goals should um, somebody have at one time that they're trying to accomplish where, you know, is there like kind of a, I know it's probably to the point where it's like, you don't want that individual to be overwhelmed, but is there kind of like a, uh, a happy place somewhere right in there that some people should be as far as goals that they're working on at one particular time? I think it should be types of goals. <clears throat> we have simple goals, which are things that we really don't need other people's help with taking out the garbage, you know, doing menial tasks around the home uh, maybe doing uh, tasks that aren't so difficult as part of executing a plan to achieve a goal. Then there's maybe gutsy goals that are a little bit outside our reach. Um, we kind of are called to do them. We could probably do them ourselves, maybe need a little bit of help. And then we have a, what I call champion goals that are outside of our reach. We do need help with them. They can be a little bit scary and intimidating, but somehow we're called to do them. And we want to make sure that when we look at our life in its entirety, both personally and professionally, as, as a single us, that we have enough variety there that keeps us in the game, that uh, gives us motivation to know that we can uh, achieve it, that we're not in over our head, we're not doing, we're trying to do too much too fast. I think it's about proportion, and I think it's about um, appropriate number and sizing of what those particular goals are. Okay, one more question among, uh, amongst the goals topic here. Um, what's your advice to someone who has no goals right now? They're just kind of you know living through life, getting to the next day, doing their thing. Um, you know, maybe deep down, I think maybe everybody has some goals, but they don't have anything clearly thought out and written down. What's your advice to these people? My advice is is that you don't wait to feel like this, but you sit down. With pen and pencil, don't use a computer, put the pencil to the paper. It's a little bit more real when you do that. And you, first off, you give yourself permission to be able to think about what you'd really like to have without any consideration to practicality. You just start writing things down. And uh, again, if you find yourself, well, that's too big right now, just write it down anyhow. You don't know that. Just make a list of things as it come up, as it comes up. And what you'll see is you give yourself permission to kind of explore the possibility, your mind and your soul and your body are going to start to come to life again. They, they like this idea. And that would be for sure the place to start. And then once you have a collection of goals, there will be a couple that probably have a certain gravity. They, they call you to them. And then those are probably the ones that you want to pursue first. But then you need a model to be able to uh, – accurately determine a variety of different things if that's the correct goal for now and then if it is then you have to prepare well to start it and then you have to be able to uh, appropriately execute the steps to be able to achieve it and that's kind of where my model comes into what the goal achievement roadmap but it all starts with giving ourselves permission to really look at what it is that we really want without putting any consideration to practicality 
Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with hey. us on goals because I think that, um, not, I mean, you gave me some clarity there, but I'm sure you gave the listener some ideas and some clarity as well. Um, I want to switch to the topic of business a little bit. You brought up about how you um, work with um, individuals, uh, entrepreneurs, businessmen, uh, uh, businesswomen. What is it that would probably be your number one uh, bit of advice to uh, entrepreneurs today when it comes to business? Is to realize that no one wins alone. Very few people are capable of doing everything necessary to be able to manifest the life uh, of their potential. And uh, that would be the first and foremost uh, thing. And I would say that, uh, like I look at my dad, my dad was an artistic genius uh, that could command any price for his work. Um, in terms of design, he was the best of the best and unfortunately died homeless on the streets of New York City. And last time I saw him when I was 13 and uh, his talent and his will didn't save him and neither did his technique or his technology. And there were two things that my dad was missing is that he didn't have a corner man. He didn't have a person of wisdom. He didn't have a sage that was able to show him really where he was. He didn't need another technique. He needed someone to locate him and where he was in his process as a human going through life and to point out the uh, preventable potholes and problems that he would most likely encounter in his journey and make uh, provisions to walk around them rather than to step off the cliff and also show him the uh, potential opportunities that would arise that would fit his skill set to catapult him to stratospheric heights of what he was capable of achieving. He didn't have that. And uh, he uh, didn't also have a model to follow to help him take on the right size of challenge at the right time to pace himself throughout life to be able to eventually develop the skill of achieving goals. Goal achievement, it's a learned skill. It's not an accident. And people that perform well and consistently achieve their goals, those are the deliberate outcome of very deliberate actions consistently applied. And we just can't make that up. It's, it's something that we have to learn that doesn't come naturally to us. And so those would be the two things. Make sure you have uh, the right advisors that help you as a person, also technically in what you're doing and that you have a model to place your goal within that will allow you to know exactly where you are at all times in your goal uh, achievement process so that you apply your time and your energy and your effort appropriately uh, to conserve your energy and your time and your resources to get to the finish line in the shortest line top the shortest time possible okay so your advice is to get a corner man 100 percent. it's the rarest of all species because you know one blindside i've seen this one blindsided unanticipated event that's preventable can take a person out of the game after they've invested years or decades preparing for something and they choke and they stumble at the very last minute. As a matter of fact, one thing I may offer here is that on my website, www.drjeffspencer.com, there's actually, uh, people can sign up and actually get a paper that I wrote called How Not to Blow It Just Before You Win. Uh, 
probably the most valuable thing that anybody should look at because a lot of times just before a person succeeds, they stumble preventably uh, and unfortunately they forfeit the goal in the process. So uh, without a corner man, I don't know how you can do it. I, I, I really don't. Um, and the same thing with a model. Those two things are essential. Very good. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to, you said drjeffspencer.com and the paper is called how to, how to, um, what was it again? Yeah, it's, uh, first off, the, the website is www.dr, like Dr. Dr. Jeffspencer.com, D-R-J-E-F-F-S-P-E-N-C-E-R.com. That's the website. And then on the page that the site will open up to, there's a space there just to just enter your email address there and you'll be sent a link to gain access to the uh, paper. And the paper is called, um, it's, um, um, you know, a, how not to blow it just before you win. <laughs> okay, there you go. How not to blow it just before you win. Sounds like a great paper. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to definitely, uh, um, I'm going to have to definitely download that. Cause I, I, you know what, I, um, it's, it sounds very, uh, interesting. And so one last question for you, and then we're going to wrap up the show. Um, you have been an Olympian an international sports chiropractor. One of the things that people on this show are very interested in is their health. And so what is some of the best health advice that you could give in order to help people go next level with their health? To be comprehensive in all areas is better than to be perfect in one area and practice the 90% rule. If you get 90% good enough sleep, 90% good enough exercise, 90% diet, 90% time with other people, uh, uh, then you're going to live an exponentially healthy life that's, that's actually doable. The other thing that I would say um, and please hear me out on this, is that I was talking with a 43-year-old the other day, and uh, he's got a very successful business, um, and now he's encountering just, his kids are now becoming uh, teenagers, and uh, he said, well, you know, I probably don't need any help because everything's okay. And I said, well, just be mindful of one thing, is that you've been at this for 25 years, and 25 years of five hours of sleep a night uh, there's no doubt that you are in hormone depletion. There's no doubt that you're sleep deprived. Um, and so the challenge here is that you have the illusion that you're healthy because you don't feel any symptomatic problem, but it doesn't mean that you're not one step away from a catastrophic health event because how you feel is not really how you are. You know, it's really important for people to get uh, proactive healthcare assistance and assessment so that the things that can hurt them significantly later are identified early and resolved early before they become symptomatic. And I can only say that I cannot um, emphasize the importance of this strong enough because nothing is more tragic than to see somebody that's put decades into creating a legacy and creating a life of value, meaning and purpose in having their life cut short because of a preventable health crisis that um, could have been dealt with because there was no proactive action taken. And so that would be my most important bit of advice that I could give. Perfect. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's uh, great advice. I always think of, you know, some people argue whether it was preventable or not, you know, regardless of that argument, I always think of a guy like Steve Jobs who built this like incredible oh 
business Absolutely. and then he went and passed away i think it was like in his early 50s or something like that but it's like wow how inc- how how crazy and and you know wow what a life he built in and then you know he couldn't even enjoy it yeah he blew himself up and I, it's like i literally i think that's probably the biggest risk of the entrepreneur is that you know it takes a while in my opinion to develop the ability to consistently and predictably perform at the highest level and be able to achieve your goals it's a it's, a, it's something you have to learn. It's a learned skill, and it takes a while. And many people blow themselves up before they've mastered the skill. And so, therefore, they can't create the legacy that they were capable of and live the life that they certainly could have lived. And it's unfortunate. And just all I can say is that, you know, take care of your relationships and take care of your health so that you stay in the game long enough to learn these vital skills and get to the top of your game and then use a significant portion of your life to be able to create a massively important and impactful legacy. Awesome, Jeff. Well, you're a wealth of knowledge and um, you've taught me so much on this show and I've learned so much more about you. And I, and I know next conversation we have, I'll learn so much more, but I really appreciate you coming on and, and, and uh, you know, sharing your knowledge with our listeners um, you know, it kind of it's kind of interesting because last person we had the show on the show was uh, Dan Sullivan from uh, Strategic Coach, and you remind me a lot of him when we're talking and chatting. So, um, thank you for coming on again, and um, you probably will probably have to uh, have to bring you back to the show eventually. You got so much knowledge to share with everyone. Well, thanks. I really appreciate the privilege of being here. And uh, for more information, everybody, you can just go to my website www drjeffspencer.com and I've also been told by so many people that it's the most beautiful website they've ever seen and, and so if you're interested in good uh, design and things like that please take the time to check it out and thanks again and always be mindful that there's always room at the top of the best all right thank you Jeff have a great one if you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle visit our website at excelpodcast.com until next time have an outstanding day